We're coming to the last week of our study, and I first of all want to congratulate you for making it this far. I also want to let you know we saved this last theme, the theme of hospitality, for the end on purpose. Because hospitality means making space to love the stranger. You see, this entire study has been about making space in your life for what matters most. And we know ultimately what matters most is people. They matter to God. And they should matter to us. And so we want to talk about how do we make space for people? And specifically, how do we make space for the stranger? That's really what the word hospitality means, love for the stranger. The Apostle Paul, when he was speaking to Timothy in 1 Timothy 3 to give him instructions about what elders should be like, the leaders of the church should be like, he said, they must be hospitable. And then Peter, in 1 Peter 5, says to the elders, they're supposed to set an example to the flock. When we put those two together, what we hear is, God is calling leaders to be hospitable, loving the stranger, making space for the stranger to be a part of their life, so that not only can, that they might set an example for the church, but that the church might also be a place for the stranger. So that's God's intent for us as His people, is to be a place, a people, who have room in our life, for those who don't yet belong, so that they might come in to the family of God by experiencing belonging before they believe. That's what God intends us to be, a people who are a place, a place for people who are strangers, people who are outside of the faith, to belong before they believe, to find out what it's like to know the love of God in community. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we need to make margin in our life. Leviticus 19, verse 9 and 10 says, When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge, neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. What God is instructing Israel to do is to make space in their life, make space in their vineyard, make space in their budgets, make margin for the outsider, for the stranger to have their needs met. What that means for us is we need to learn how to make space in our schedules so we have room to invite someone into our life. We need to make space in our budgets so that we have finances to be able to care for people. We need to make space in our homes so there's room for people to join us at the dinner table and even provide a room if needed. In other words, we have got to heed the word that God gave Israel, which is stop living a life to the edge of the margin so you've got no room for anybody to join you. Rather, leave margin for people to enter into life with you and come to understand what God's love is like as they join you in community together. So we need to make margin in our life and space. But second, we need to love others like ourselves. God goes on to command Israel in Leviticus 19, 33 through 34 saying, when a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall do him no wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. What is God commanding Israel to do? He's saying, I want you to love them like you would love yourself. I want you to love them like you would love your own family, like they belong. Treat them as if they were already a part of you, even if they presently aren't. Now, 
It's interesting, God tells them to do this because He did it to them. See, not only are we to make space and margin and love others like ourselves, like we would our own family, but we're to love them like God loved us. He goes on in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 18 and 19 to say, He, speaking of God, executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Love the sojourner, therefore, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. What is God saying to Israel? He's saying, I loved you when you were strangers, when you had no home. I loved you and created a home for you in the middle of the desert. Can you imagine what Israel was going through, wondering where are we going to lay our head? Where are we going to land? Where are we going to make our place? Where will we make home? Will anybody accept us? Will anybody invite us in? Will anybody care for us? And God said, I will. I will feed you every day. I will make sure your sandals don't wear out. I will protect you. I will guide you. I will make sure everything you need is taken care of. And he took care of them in their sojourning as strangers in the land, getting them ultimately to the promised land. And God is saying to Israel, what I did to you, now I want you to do to others. And this is how God works. Whatever he does to us, he wants it to flow through us so that we do unto others as he has done to us. Whatever God does to you, he wants to do through you. And in this case, he's saying, you were the stranger and I treated you like you belonged. You were wandering and I brought you in. You were wondering how you would take care of yourself and I provided for you. That's why God, throughout the Word of God, commands His people to be loving and welcoming and open to the sojourner because He was for us. In fact, Israel, as we know, failed at this. And that's why God sent Jesus. Jesus came as a stranger in the land. He left His home so He could come and bring us home. He was rejected and despised. He was put outside of the camp, put on a cross, rejected like he didn't belong. His own rejected him, and he was without a place to lay his head. Jesus gave up his home so that we could be brought home. Jesus was treated like a stranger so we could be treated like family. In fact, Ephesians 2 says it this way. Verse 17, He came and he preached peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus being the cornerstone himself, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God, by the Spirit. See, what Paul is saying is, you and I were strangers. You and I were far. And Jesus left home, came near, gave his life, became a stranger, became even rejected by his own people so that you and I could come home, be loved, be accepted, move from being a stranger and an alien to being a child of God, dearly loved and accepted in the household of faith. And because that has happened to us, If it has, it means we are now the dwelling place of God. In a sense, God has made his home in us so that we might make a home for others. That we might invite people into a relationship with God by first of all inviting them into a relationship with us. That's what this whole study's been about. 
helping you to think through how do you reimagine the use of your finances? How do you look at work differently? How do you learn how to sit with God and wait on Him and let Him guide you and teach you how to make space in your life for Him and for others? It's why friendship is so important and why we need to have people speak into our hearts to teach us how to live this way and to confront us when we're not. Ultimately, this whole study has been about you making space for God so that God in your life can make space for others to come to know Him. I don't know what you're going to do at the end of this study, but I want to make sure you know the study's not over. It's now up to you to say, how am I going to keep making space for God in my life and for what matters most, which is people whom He dearly loves and gave His life for? And maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you need to start by saying, God, I want to make space in my life for you. I've never really been open to receiving you in my life, and I want you to make my heart your home. I want you to take my life as your dwelling, and I want you to come and dwell in me. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross to take me from being an enemy and a stranger to being a child of God, dearly loved, welcomed at home with the Father. I, I receive what you've done for me at the cross, and I believe that you rose again from the dead on the third day so you could send your spirit to dwell in my heart, and I want you to come make your dwelling place in me. Maybe today is the day for you to finally welcome God into your life and receive all he's done for you in Christ. And then, if that's the case, you now are a dwelling place for God through which he wants to invite others into relationship with him through your life. I pray that you will not only make your life the home where God dwells, but also invite people into your life so they can come to understand that the thing that matters most, the things that we make most space for in our life are a relationship with God and a relationship with others so we can know and meet a God who loves at the cost of his very life. It's been great being with you. I hope that you will apply these principles and as a result, your life will radically change but others will experience their lives being changed as well through you.